The following program contains strong sexual content. Viewer discretion advised. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. My daughter said my husband molested her when she was younger. I have never raped my daughter. You know what you did to me. You said you wanted to be here to confront him. I just want the truth to come out. Then start telling the truth. You said at 16, he approached you. Chris had gotten me high. And he said, well, I think it's time that you knew what making love was. Bull. Did you get her high? Yeah, I did. Do you have a problem with lying? Chris is facing years in prison. You just not even care. Really? I care about my family. Then why are you doing this to your family? Because I want justice. Today, we are going to try and unravel a family drama full of serious accusations and adamant denials. Years ago, Chris adopted his wife's baby girl and raised and loved her as his own. He coached her basketball team, attended all of her choir performances, and never missed an award ceremony. This father thought he had a tight bond with his now 17-year-old Lynn until just two months ago when he says she told an unthinkable lie that ripped their family apart. Take a look. My daughter recently said my husband molested her several times when she was younger. Chris has molested me and raped me three times. I have never, never raped my daughter. There's no evidence to substantiate any of these claims. My husband, Chris, and our daughter were always close. I feel that my daughter is trying to get her way. The first time it happened, he had told me to go rub his belly. That's when everything happened. Something inappropriate did happen with my daughter when she was eight years old. She was taking a nap in her room, and when I woke up, she was laying on top of me. Chris woke up, and she was just moving on top of him, like bouncing. Chris tells my mom that I climbed on top of him and tried to seduce him. That's not the case. The second time it happened, it was a couple months later, and the same thing had happened. Happened the exact same way. I would never, ever touch my daughter in a sexual manner. When I was 12 years old, Chris raped me a third time. The truth is, is I have never touched my daughter inappropriately, physically, sexually, anything like that. Chris is lying to everybody. I know that Chris isn't lying. I know he is innocent. This is absolutely a parent's worst nightmare. My daughter has no idea the mess that she's created. I feel like the police department is looking for a way to prosecute me. I could do several years of jail time for something I didn't even do. It's heartbreaking, and as a mom, I would think my daughter would never, ever lie about something like that. I know that Chris is a liar, and he knows what he did to me. He needs to come clean and face his consequences. Well, Mandy and Chris say Lynn lies about almost everything. In fact, Chris says at least 70% of what comes out of her mouth is a lie. Take a look. I have a hard time believing what my daughter says. She has a very big history of telling lies. My mom is the reason that I learned how to lie. She and Chris taught me at a very young age. I would keep lies from my mom from Chris. I would keep lies from Chris to my mom. I know when my daughter's lying just by looking at her. She lies about boys. She lies about her school assignments. She lies about where she's at. She's a big fat liar. She'd go on the defense right away. 
You always accuse me of stuff. You don't know me. My daughter planned on going to a dance with this boy, and because she had lied to me about their relationship, I told her she couldn't go to the dance. I was furious. I went and put on that dress and my shoes and got all prettied up, and I said, look at what you destroyed. My daughter just wants to be out of the house. She just wants to be out from underneath of our roof, away from our rules. I am a teenager. I do tell white lies, but give me a teenager that doesn't say a white lie. I would say 60 to 70% of what comes out of her mouth is false. They do think I'm lying about what happened to me. I'm not lying. My daughter doesn't realize by telling these lies and handing out these accusations the severity of what it is she's doing. She's gotten herself in so deep now that she doesn't know how to dig herself out. They're trying to make me look like the bad person. They're not innocent. They're more guilty than anybody. Well, since the allegations, Lynn has moved out of her parents' house and into Mandy's sister's home. And as a result, she hasn't spoken to Chris since. Now, let me say up front, how do you feel about being here now? How do you feel about being here with Chris? I'm terrified. Okay, but now it was my understanding that you said specifically you wanted to be here with Chris. You wanted to confront him. You wanted to have this confrontation. If that is not true, I will excuse you right now because it is not my practice, even at an allegation level, to put uh, a alleged victim of molestation in the same space as their alleged molester. No, I want to be here. Um, it's just a matter of I haven't confronted him about this. Okay, but I, I just want to be clear. It's your choice to yes. be here because it would, uh, this would not be something I would naturally do. Mm -hmm. uh, but you want to be here. Tell me why. Because I just want the truth to come out. I, I, I want everybody to understand what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. And start telling the truth. I am telling the truth. No, you're not. Really? Really. That's Watch your mouth. You show this man some respect. I am showing him respect. Not by cursing on his stage. You were raised better than this, Lynn. You don't like our rules. You don't like the fact that we go through your phone. You are under the age of 18 years old. I understand that. You live in our house. You live by our rules. You don't want to be there anymore. You're not there anymore. But don't you ruin my life. Don't you ruin your mom's and your brother's and everybody else's life because you so can't you, tell the You truth. think that I'm doing this just to ruin you? I think you're doing this to get out of the house. A week before have... you make these accusations, you ask your great grandma, how do I get emancipated? Two years you've been talking about how to get emancipated. And you're gonna sit here and try and convince everybody that I am a rapist. Bull. Okay, so let's see, I have nine months until I'm 18 and the day I turned 18, I had plans to move out of your house. I didn't have to go through all this. I didn't want to go through all this. I never planned to. I wasn't gonna tell mom until after I left your house and I was gone. I didn't want anybody to know about this. There's nothing to know about. When you get in trouble and when you get into a lie, you commit to that lie. And I never thought you would lie about something like this, but I feel 
that you told certain people. And when you told these people, there's no going back now. You are more afraid of disappointing aunts and uncles and cousins because there's a lot of them and there's only a couple of us. But Chris is facing years in prison. This isn't a TV show where somebody gets off because there's not proof. This is real life. I understand this. We found out that they're taking this to the district attorney and put a warrant, and we'll be putting a warrant out for Chris's arrest. Okay. You don't have a clue, or do you? Or do you just not even care? Really? Really? I care about my family. Then why are you doing this to your family? Because I want justice. Justice. Okay, let's talk about what happened. And I, I'm asking you this, and I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to be graphic here. I don't want to embarrass you. I, I'm not trying to do that. I want to handle this in as appropriate and delicate a fashion as can be. And I, I want to tell you that, you know, when you go through the field of psychology, you, you take different routes as you go through it. And, you know, I have, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in psychology, a PhD in psychology uh, from a clinical program uh, at an APA-approved school. Uh, I then did internship and then did a year's postdoctoral training in forensic psychology. And forensic psychology is psychology and the law. It deals with such things as sanity and insanity in a criminal situation. It deals with custody. It deals with situations of abuse and molestation. And there are very clear signs about these situations that predict with a high degree of accuracy whether the person is telling the truth or not. And so I've read everything you've said with great care. Uh, because there are some real big warning signs about truth or not truth throughout the narrative that's provided by alleged victims. Um, and I always enter these situations by assuming the child is telling the truth. I do that because it's what I call a false positive system. You have to assume the opposite of the criminal system. In the criminal system, you're innocent until proven guilty. In this situation, I think you have to assume guilt until proven otherwise, because I would rather investigate a thousand cases that didn't happen than fail to investigate one that did and leave that child twisting in the wind. So I, I want to know here, and I'll ask you just straight up, did you fabricate something? Um, because you were really angry. I wasn't allowed to speak of this. Who told you this? Chris did. He had asked me if anybody had ever harmed me in a sexual manner. And I looked at him and I said, yes, you did. He's like, well, let's not tell anybody about this. And later, you said at 16, he approached you again. Yeah. And said what? He said, well, I think it's time that you actually knew what making love was. 
Friday on an all-new Dr. Phil. He's the father of their babies. Teresa and I are engaged to be married. Do you trust him? No, not with her. They both say, hands off, he's mine. She said you sent her pictures of Bill's private parts. Maybe. I don't remember. There's constant drama between these two women. Well, you started it. Grow up and start conducting yourself like a father instead of a dog in heat. That's Friday. Did you fabricate something because you were really angry, and then before you know it, it kind of swept you along? No. And if that's the case, now is the time to have the courage to put that aside and talk about what the real abuses are. I say that because I have dealt with people that have caused others to wrongfully go to jail. And the gravity of that hits them at some point, and it scars them for the rest of their lives. And none of that's happened here. And if you have exaggerated or fabricated this, then I would want, A, for you to say so before anything bad has happened here, and two, so I can get on to what I consider to be other complaints that you have that I know are legitimate about the manner in which your privacy boundaries and other things seem to me to be really getting disrespected, and I would want to help you with those things. But I can't move to those things with this hanging um, in the air. If you said this in anger at the time, and then people just ran with it. Just say so, we'll get past it and move on. I'm not lying. So you're telling the truth here. Okay, tell me what the truth is. When I was eight, between the ages of eight and nine, Chris raped me twice and once when I was 12. He molested me and raped me. Okay, so once when you were when? Between the ages of eight and nine. Okay, and what, um, where did this occur? Um, in his room. Okay, and what time of day was it? It was afternoon, we were taking a nap. Uh -huh. And what day of the week was it? I don't remember the day of the week. What month was it? I don't remember the month. What was, season was it? It was spring. I was told to always forget this. I wasn't allowed to speak of this. And who told you this? Chris did. Because after it had happened, he had asked me if anybody had ever harmed me in a sexual manner. And I looked at him and I said, yes. And he said, who? And I said, you did. He's like, well, let's not tell anybody about this. That's funny, because we, you told the cops that your mom and I never asked you if anybody had ever harmed you in a sexual manner. No, I told we them. We never talked I to you told them about that. That you had told me that. But you guys keep changing your story and you can't keep your story straight. We've got the same story. No, you You're don't. You're the one that's changing it because up. Because you tell them that it happened when I was eight. You tell mom it happened when I was 11. Mom tells okay. me it happened when I was 12 and that you told her. I did not say. Yes, you did. I said 10 and 11. Okay, well, let me, I, I, I'm going not back 12. to the first time. You say you were eight years old or nine. But you don't remember. What grade were you in when you were eight? 
that be second grade? I think grade? that would be like second or third grade. You know grade. what happened when you were in eighth grade? Oh, hey, hold on. Hold on. So you don't know if you were eight or nine. You I don't just... know if you were second or third grade. You don't know what month it was. You don't know what day of the week it was. It was spring. I remember that. It was springtime. Okay. And um, when it, it happened, it happened in his room. And how did you get in his room? Um, my brother um, rolls off the bed a lot. So Chris would sleep on one side, my brother would sleep in the middle, middle and I'd sleep on the other side of him. Mm -hmm. So I was already in, in his room taking a nap. Okay, and what happened then? He had asked me to come rub his belly and I didn't think anything of it because that's how I would go to sleep is if I rubbed my own tummy. Because if I had an upset stomach or something. So I went over there and I rubbed his tummy. Were you standing beside the bed or were you up on the bed? I was standing beside the bed. Okay, and how did you get up on the bed? He had lifted me up. He lifted you up? From the, he just reached over from the side? And when you were rubbing his stomach, was he clothed? He was completely naked? So he was taking a nap with you and your brother and he was completely naked during this nap. Did you think that odd when you went in to take the nap? I didn't know. You didn't know what? I didn't know that he was completely naked. How, why not? Because he had the sheets over him. Okay. All right. And um, so when you came around to rub his belly, were you rubbing the sheet or were you rubbing his? He had it right on his waistband, <clears throat> so I couldn't see. Mm -hmm. And when he lifted you up, did he move the sheet first or second? Second. Okay, so first you were put on top of him? I was set on top of his belly. On his belly, okay. And then he moved the sheet? Uh-huh. And what happened then? Um, he was touching me inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And that's, and then my um, bottoms had came off. Your bottoms came off, he took them off? Um, and what were you wearing? Were you wearing jeans or shorts or swimsuit? Um, pajama or? pants. I'm sorry? Pajama pants. Pajama pants. So when you took your afternoon nap, you got undressed and went and put your pajamas on? No, I already had my pajamas on. Okay, why would you have your pajamas on in the middle of the afternoon? Um, I, when I was younger, I didn't like to wear jeans. I, when I was at home, I wore my pajamas. And then when I had hit the ages of around 10, I wore my jeans a lot. I even wore my jeans when I was sleeping. Mm -hmm. So at, at this point, you, you don't remember what day of the week this was, because in the springtime you would still be in school, right? Yeah, so it, must, it had to have been a weekend. But I don't remember the day, I really don't. Uh -huh. And where was your mother? Um, I believe my mom was at work. Okay, did, did you work on the weekends? I usually worked Friday and Saturday nights, but that wasn't until 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. Um, off and on, I'd had another part-time job, which when she was 8, I wouldn't have. When she was about 9, 10 is when I started working your, your standard 9 When she was job. 8, you would have been home? I must have been 9 then, because my mom wasn't home. Chris, you say that something did happen when she was about 8 years old. You caught her bouncing on top of you while you were napping. The first page of a book never tells the full story. 
Endless news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. This May on Dr. Phil. You don't know your information. It's a month of dramatic interventions. My mother is more attached to her junk than her kids. I don't believe I'm a hoarder. Oh, my God. These are things that you've saved. You just never know when you might need a wheel. Plus, Dr. Phil exclusives all month long. House of Horror survivor Michelle Knight returns. She will appear here in front of a live studio audience. You won't believe where she's living now. An exclusive look. Stories ripped from the headlines. No arrests have been made for the deaths of two children. Cody and Julia killed those children. We're innocent. But you have explanations for the deaths. They both had an adverse reaction to their vaccinations. The evidence examined. You have blunt force trauma. Now, are you convinced that it wasn't a reaction the vaccination. No, you can't tell me that my child was abused. This May on Dr. Phil. Okay, did you resist? I tried to, but I was young and little and I didn't have enough strength to fight off. And afterwards you said you took a shower? No. It wasn't until the second time that I took a shower. The first time, I just went into the bathroom and cried. Um, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know what, what had happened to me. Uh-huh. Okay, Chris sleeps with clothes on. Always. I, I can count on maybe one hand the, the amount of times that, whether it was nap or bedtime, no matter what the situation is, even after we've been intimate, he will get up and put his clothes back on. He doesn't like to sleep naked. He doesn't go to bed naked, ever. And as far as... Well, according to her, he did this time. So you went into the bathroom, but you didn't take a shower. Mm-hmm. My, my routine schedule was I took showers right before I went to bed. So at about 8 o'clock at night, I'd take my showers. But you'd just been through a terrible trauma. and I had taken off my underwear um, afterwards, because I had gotten redressed. How did you react to Chris after this happened? I was scared of him. I, I went to the other side of the bed, and I, I curled up on the very, very edge of the bed. So when you finished, you came back and got in bed again? I had to. And Chris, you say that something did happen uh, when she was about eight years old, correct? <clears throat> she was molested. That happened when I was like four and five. No, I'm that was when I was about, little. I'm talking about you. You, you said no, something. No, she was, she was older than that. We were living in a different place at the time. You said at the ages eight or nine that you caught her bouncing on top of you while you were napping. I was sleeping again with my boxers and I believe pajama shorts on. And I became conscious. I had my sleep app machine on. I became conscious. I don't know if she was closed. I didn't open my eyes. I just immediately rolled over and was just utterly disgusted, ashamed, 
embarrassed, horrified. I mean, I just. You had a sleep apnea mask on? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you say this happened, did he have a sleep apnea mask on? Yes. He's had one for as long as I can remember. But you remember it was on when, yes. when this happened? Yes. You, you didn't mention that before. I'm just curious why. I didn't know I needed to. Uh, I thought it was, I didn't think it was a critical thing. Okay, and then you said it happened a second time. Yes. And how did you, um, pretty, pretty much a similar situation? It was a similar situation. I, I, I didn't think that he would do that to me again. I didn't. Because we would watch these shows called Date, Dateline or something like that about girls who would get hurt by men she, they didn't know or men that she did know that were supposed to protect them. And so I thought that was a one-time thing. He wasn't going to do it to me again. And it happened again. It didn't matter to him. He didn't care. And then you say it happened again when you were 12. So three years passed before it happened again. It was after my brother had died. I'm not lying. You go ahead and tell your story. So Chris had gotten me high. He had put his hand right here on my leg. And he said, I think it's time that you knew what making love was. Coming in one week, Dr. Phil was the first to interview House of Horrors survivor Michelle Knight. Now, she will appear here in front of a live studio audience. New revelations. After eight months, you saw yourself in the mirror. What did you see? I didn't see me. Her new life. I don't feel like I'm trapped in a cage anymore. Plus, inside the secret journals Michelle kept as she lay chained to a bed. Coming in one week on Dr. Phil. Closed captioning provided by... You said at 16, he approached you again. Yeah. And said what? Do you remember what happened when you were little? And I said, yes. And he said, well, I think it's time that you actually knew what making love was. <laughs> really, you don't remember this day because I can tell I you what exactly we did. I remember exactly what happened that day. So what, are you going to blame me again? Because it's my fault, right? Cause, no. Because no, you always blame it on me. You always say anything. I'm the liar. Remember this? I lie. You don't know any, you can't believe any word I say. I'm not lying. You go ahead and tell your story. Okay, so do you want me to tell everything? Whatever you feel you need to tell. So Chris had gotten me high. And we went to go sit on the couch, and it was one of those sectionals. And I sat in the middle, and, I, and my brother was in the fat sack on the floor. And I sat, I was curled up with my knees like this, because that's usually how I sit when I'm on furniture. I always have my feet on the furniture, and I do get in trouble at Amy's for it. But... He had put his hand right here on my leg. And he was, he told me, he's like, do you remember what happened when you were littler? And I said, yes. And he said, I think it's time that you knew what making love was. And at the time, I'd never been, I've never ever done any of that before. So I had went to my room and got my blanket and I curled up on the couch next to my brother who was sitting on the fat sack. I was curled up right next to him. And I fell asleep for four hours. 
So did anything happen after he put his hand on your leg? No, I didn't let it. Did you get her high? Yeah, I did. You were doing what? Uh, marijuana. She had wanted to try marijuana. And I had, we had talked about it for quite a while. And I had decided that if she was going to try it, I wanted her to try it with some stuff that I knew was safe, in a safe environment. And so I allowed her to do it. Were you aware of this? After the fact, I was aware of it. And I was not happy about it with anybody. But we'd, we had discussed the fact that if she had wanted to, to drink or do something like that, I would rather have her tried it at home before you know she's out at a party or something. Um, I wasn't happy about the, the marijuana thing with either of them. And then I came to find out that that wasn't her first time of trying it. But then I've also found out you know, after the fact, that she was getting high at work with some coworkers after work, and she's been in trouble with it I don't know how many times, which is part of the reason she's lost some of her privileges. A lot of her privileges. Well, I, and I didn't condone it with him. You understand, I think either. that is incredibly inappropriate and poor judgment I, for you to be smoking dope with your 16-year-old minor child. I understand that. And, and part, of me, part of me thinks that it is completely inappropriate, but I have to be honest with you, part of me felt it was a lot safer than, than out in some party driving up and down the road, Well, too. and if those were the only two choices, then you might have some kind of an argument, but fortunately, they're not the only two choices, and for you to sit down and smoke dope with your 16-year-old daughter is hugely inappropriate. I'm just telling you my opinion. You have your own. Mandy says most of her family has turned their backs on her for taking Chris's side. Is she wrong by standing by her husband? Plus, who does Aunt Amy believe? You know, I, I said that Lynn was no longer living in their home. She's gone to stay with Aunt Amy. We're going to meet her and talk about that next. This whole situation has destroyed our family. I feel that this has distanced my sister and I. We don't spend as much time together. It kills me inside to think that my mom chose her own husband over me. Friday on an all new Dr. Phil. He's the father of their babies. Teresa and I are engaged to be married. Do you trust him? No. Not with her. They both say, hands off, he's mine. She said you sent her pictures of Bill's private parts. Maybe. I don't remember. There's constant drama between these two women. Well, you started it. Grow up and start conducting yourself like a father instead of a dog in heat. That's Friday. Closed captioning provided by... been the perfect cousin. I've not been the perfect father. I've gone through a couple instances of infidelity with my wife. When I was around 10 years old, I caught Chris having one of his affairs. She uh, saw her dad on the couch making out. He was horrible for doing this to my mom. I was ashamed. It's not the person I want my daughter to remember me as. 
Well, that was Chris and Lynn remembering some of Chris's infidelity that Lynn says she actually walked by and witnessed. Now, you have seen him on two occasions with other women, correct? And once you believe they were actually having sex because they were disrobed or at least their pants were down? Well, after Lynn accused Chris of raping her, Lynn moved in with her Aunt Amy for protection. Amy says she really isn't sure who to believe. The day that the allegations came to light, my niece came to stay with me. I don't know if Chris raped my niece. I've tried to remain very open-minded about it. I had a conversation with Chris where he asked me, do you think I raped my daughter? And I said, I don't know. I don't want to be wrong and say Chris did this, and he didn't because I think it's one of the most horrible things somebody could be accused of. At the same time, I do feel you have to take what a child says seriously. If it's true, I feel that Chris should go to jail. Well, Amy, thank you, A, for joining us, and B, for uh, taking uh, this child in and giving her a place to, to stay. Uh, you've been listening to the whole show from backstage, right? Our yeah. whole conversation out here. What can you add to the conversation? More confused than ever after watching. What's, What's confusing you? Just um, like I can see emotion coming from both of them. Some of your questions made me question, you know. Um, and then, but I don't know. It's, it's an emotional situation. Have you two talked about what happened? Briefly, I didn't. I didn't want to know the details. I've heard more detail here today than I'd heard before. But, um, and you asked more questions about details. And I didn't want to be digging. I didn't want to be leading her in one direction. Um, I wanted investigators to do their job. You, you said that she told you about molestation a few weeks before Christmas last year. She told me sometime just before Christmas. We had been Christmas shopping, I think it was a few days before Christmas. So it's Christmas season. Yes. Was she upset when she told you? Um, it was very matter-of-fact. So she was able to just tell me, you know, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And I didn't hear details at that time. My, my response was, you need to talk to your mom. We have rules at our house. Some are very strict. It's his way or the highway. My daughter does not like our rules in our house. I think that's part of the reason why she created these accusations. Hey, Dr. Phil here. Did you know that more than 16 million kids in the U.S. are at risk of hunger each day? That's more than one in five children. Now, these are our neighbors, our kids that play in the neighborhood, co-workers, friends' children. The problem is closer than you would think, but so is the solution. Join me and visit feedingamerica.org hunger to find your local food bank to help. I'm Dr. Phil, and together, we are Feeding America. Do you think that your parents are too controlling of you? Um, I was always raised to be older than I was. I had so much more responsibility than all of my friends. And my parents always commented on that, oh, we know you have so much more responsibility than your friends. It's just how your life goes, yada, yada, yada. I thought as the years got, as I got older, I thought it'd get better but it just got more controlling. 
Well, you said they were very strict, mean, controlling, and in fact, quote, treated me like a slave. Yes. Chris is the strictest father I've met. It's his way or the highway. We have rules at our house. Some are very strict. We've set some pretty strict guidelines as far as dating goes, with boys, grades. When I was at home with Chris, I was scared of him. I was his little slave. If he told me to do something, I had to jump. Chris definitely the king of the castle. He has my sister wait on him and my niece as well. If our daughter doesn't follow the rules, there are consequences. There have been times where I have lost my temper and yelled at her. He would call me fat. He would call me stupid. He would call me lazy, dumb. There's times where I don't feel that my daughter is the sharpest tool in the tool shed. My daughter has a typical blonde stereotype of being ditzy. I'm sorry, but if you say something like that to a teenager, I'm going to believe that. My daughter does not like our rules in our house, and I think that's part of the reason why she wants out and why she created these accusations. Before this whole thing came out, she was asking questions about how do I become emancipated. And a week later, these accusations are flying. Do you feel that he's taken your mother away from you? I do. I think he ripped my mom away from me. And it makes me feel like my mom didn't love me. I'll tell you what, I and feel how, really how bad. Does he, how does he do that? Because it's, it's not about, it's, it, Amy's looking at it as a, okay, he said, she said moment, and so are you. My mom looks at it as, you're lying, Chris is innocent. She didn't even ask me. She asked me over the phone at my school if I was lying and I told her no. And no, 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 and no. And then you bring you him listen. to my school and try to take me out of my school because you thought I was lying. Okay, listen here, young lady. You don't get to talk to me like that. I've been putting up with this crap for two and a half months now. You are still my daughter and I love you like you wouldn't believe. I've loved you since the day I found out you were good then at why did you happy. say I Shut don't it. get I'm a play mom anymore? Why did you say you don't get a play mom? I didn't know mom was playing a game. I thought mom was loving you unconditionally. I read the things that you got me for Christmas saying no matter what, in hard times, I will always love you and be there. You're not there for me. And you won't gone. let me be there. You won't let me be there. How when many I... times have you hung up when I've tried to talk to you? Because you're and like, then you always say when I tried to talk to you about this, you say I can't talk to you, and you hang up on me. So don't sit there and say I haven't tried to be there for you. I was told that you didn't want to see me. I didn't say I didn't want to see you. I said I didn't want to see. Then Chris. you better talk to the investigator about that, because the day after it all happened, when the I investigator told... did, you didn't want to talk to me. You didn't want because to you talk chose to me. Chris. You could have came over to Amy's that night with my brother and yourself. You could have came over to Amy's and told me that you loved me and that you were there for me and that you cared. But did you? No, I didn't hear from you that day after you left with him. I didn't hear that from you. That is a lie. You left me. That is a that lie. That is not a lie. Because I called I you that night talk. to check on no, you. No, you didn't. You called me the next day. I is called when you, you that called night. Me. No, you called me the next day and you hung telling up on me what me. I could and could not you were do. Told that you didn't saying have that to Amy had me. control, but yet you were controlling me still because you were my mom. That's what you said. You didn't want to talk to me then. I couldn't talk to you because you didn't call me. Right, I'm going to ask some questions here mm -hmm. uh, of you. Do you have a problem with lying?
coming in one week. Dr. Phil was the first to interview House of Horrors survivor Michelle Knight. Now, she will appear here in front of a live studio audience. New revelations. After eight months, you saw yourself in the mirror. What did you see? I didn't see me. Her new life. I don't feel like I'm trapped in a cage anymore. Plus, inside the secret journals Michelle kept as she lay chained to a bed. Coming in one week on Dr. Phil. Closed captioning provided by... Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. Well, sadly, we have run out of time today, but I still have a lot more questions for both Lynn and Chris. I know for sure that someone is lying. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. I never touched you. Not even when I was little, when you put me on top of you. Never, ever. Stop lying. She says he molested her. Do you have a problem with lying? I did when I was younger, yes. Or is he just a bad dad? You're drunk and then smoking dope with your daughter. I wouldn't let you be around my granddaughter for five minutes. What the hell are you doing while all this is going on? Now, they are offered a polygraph. Chris was perspiring, trembling. You did take the polygraph. If you have made this up, then tell me that now. What will the polygraph reveal? Was it conclusive? It was absolutely conclusive. Did Chris ever have sex with you? You answered. Yes. Daughter versus dad. The results of the polygraph were. Who's telling the truth? That's tomorrow. You won't want to miss tomorrow when I uncover the truth. Find out how this family drama will end. Uh, I do want to thank my guests for being here today because I know this is tough to talk about, but it is important. The family's life hangs in the balance. So long. <laughs>